Hi, this is Grace with hashtag Make Bullhead Better. And today I am sharing a radio broadcast from a local radio host named Larry Tuneforth. And he's interviewing Toby Cotter, the city manager. Last night, the city's mayor, Tom Brady, made a decision to close Bullhead City access to the Colorado River. Toby goes into detail about that, as well as several other things going on in our community. I am rebroadcasting this from Speak Out 2.0. Larry's radio show is on 106.3 FM, but it doesn't upload onto a digital format until this evening. So I wanted to get this information out as quickly as possible. Thank you for listening to hashtag make bullhead better. Please enjoy this interview. Toby, last night at the meeting, mm-hmm. you, the city closed all of our beaches. So, so that was Mayor Brady by right. proclamation again. Oh, so um, you passed that buck. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, the mayor right. and I have a lot of, you know, had a lot of conversations about it, the pros and the cons and the good and the bad. And ultimately it was his decision. Um, he did it by proclamation 2020-03. So 02 was the was mask. mask. What was 01? 01 was the original proclamation. Um, and the original jet ski shutting down the jet skis in April. Oh, okay. All right. Um, uh, so that, you know, that decision is his and his alone. Um, so uh, we put the press release out during the council meeting. He wasn't able to attend, so um, he was over Zoom. And sometimes with the technology, you can't hear real well. And right. so rather than having him read his comments, I read his comments at the meeting. And um, essentially, the parameters are all of Bullhead City's beaches that we control. Um, and let, let's talk about what we don't control first, because I think people are confused about this issue. The Lake Mead National Recreation Area in Lake Mojave, where hundreds of thousands of people go, is not yours. Is not ours, right? So there'll be twenty-five thousand people that go to the lake at Lake Mojave oh, yeah. in Catherine's Landing this weekend. We do not control that. We have no authority over it. We do not control Davis Camp. Right. We do not control a single thing in the state of Nevada. So Big Bend <laughs> State Park, Harris Beach, Pioneer Beach, River Lodge Beach, the, the access point at the Riverside Resort, we don't control any of that. What we do control are the Bullhead City beaches, and those are the ones that are going to be closed. Right. Okay. So that's basically... Community Park and Rotary Park and the Nature Center? Um, yes, but there, but there's much more because in order to actually restrict access and, and cut down on the chaos, of course, there's other locations. And so in the mayor's proclamation, not only did he call it the community park, Rotary Park and Nature Center, but also Sunshine Marina and those ah, okay. beaches around there and the launch, but all of our street ends. Because those street ends, if you just leave those open, you're going to have mass chaos in all of our street ends. We have about uh, let's say ten or less yeah. of the pretty wide street ends that go right into the river. That go right into the river. Uh, they're really kind of drainage, but they're very nice kind of little places to yeah. go hang out for the neighborhood on the weekends. Well, those will all be closed because those will be an attractive nuisance not only for the neighborhood but for out-of-town visitors or people just trying to figure out a way to get into the river in Bullhead City. And so, what the mayor was trying to do and uh, in in accomplishing this was 
to slow the spread of COVID-19 and to stop, uh, you know, the large crowds from gathering at all of these locations. And, and that's what his proclamation says. Okay. We have another caller. Please. Caller, do you have a question? Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, the question was regarding the parks and the $20 uh, fee to park. That, I remember, was uh, brought up at a city council meeting. Then it was to be looked at by Toby and then come back to the council meeting. Yet it seems to have been accomplished, done, without coming back to a city council meeting. So how did that happen? Well, happy to talk about it. So last year we were analyzing all of our fees and looking at all of our parks and actually counting cars in Community Park. So we counted them all June, July, August, and September of last year. Uh, we talked about it at a workshop. Um, the, the city, the comprehensive fee schedule already allows me to charge for parking. Right. Um, the language... We need to tighten up the language a little bit because you could basically it allows for the charging of parking during uh, city special events. Now, you can make an argument that every day is a special event here and every day there's a need to charge for parking. Especially during the summer. Right. It, exactly. And so to offset our gigantic costs of having lifeguards on the river. Uh, enormous staffs that have to clean our parks, that have to manage our parks. Um, it's it's not a small task with the amount of restrooms, bathrooms, trash, and, and management that we have for these facilities. Not just a community, what people see, because what people don't see is the mess that is created at all of our other parks. It, everyone sees community park because it's visible, it's right there, it's, yep. it's easy to look at. But there's there's the other side of that. In fact, I mean, we closed that park down by the bridge because it's a disaster. Right. Because the people who go there trash it every single day. And so it, people are wondering, well, why is that closed? I know it's a little bit off the parking issue. Right. So starting this summer, we started charging the $20 per car. Only if you're from out of town. So um, if you live in Bullhead City, it's free. We we monitor that. We know how many people from Bullhead City are in the park every day because they get a free pass. Those that live outside of the city pay $20. And that's well documented. Um, and all that money that we collect has to go back into the park. So uh, now we're erecting fences and things to close <laughs> the park. Yeah. So that's the money that will be used to close the park. So... Um, the technical question over does the city manager have the authority to charge for parking, the answer is yes. Our comprehensive fee schedule, though, the, the, the way the language reads, we're going to make it a little bit more clear because really when you set a price, parking is not something that you can put in your comprehensive fee schedule like, hey, it's a buck fifty to do aquatics at the pool or it's a quarter for a public records request because the fact of the matter is parking should be demand related. Right. Um, it, we shouldn't just say it's $20 to always park at community park because in fact, there may be times when we want to charge $3 for the farmer's market, which I'm not advocating for. Right. I mean, we, we don't do that. And technically over the weekend for Fourth of July, you could have went fifty dollars, and it still would have been packed. Um, we could have done a hundred dollars, and the same people would have paid. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so. Sometimes you look at demand response for things like parking, and so if it's RVs at uh, a soccer tournament, or what we've done in the past, we've had more of a like a premium parking spot where you know people just don't want to walk, and so you know maybe up there is twenty dollars or twenty five dollars in a certain area, and other places either are 
nominal cost or free. And, and the only reason that we do that is to not uh, impact people negatively, but we're trying to cover our costs. Our costs are enormous in cleaning and maintaining all of our park system, if, but especially community. If you just look at the last weekend with your cleaning, with your park staff, and, and the people that are collecting the money mm -hmm. and putting out all the cones and closing off the driveways, and then you've got the, the lifeguards and you've got police officers. What's a ballpark number that weekend cost Bullhead City? Well, we, you got to break it down by your park maintenance staff, your ticket takers, your police uh, that are out there, some of them are on overtime, your lifeguards. So I don't have that exact number here in front of me, Larry, but I can tell you that the revenue is exceeding those expenses. But there are days when it's 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 kind of a break-even proposition. There are other days when we've probably made five $8,000. And again, where does that money go? Well, all that money goes back into that park. The costs that we have in community park it, for now and in the future are extreme, right? right. If we want to plant trees, pave parking lots, build a bridge across that wash, put up permanent fencing, all those things will cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so that's where this money will go. It's not going anywhere else. It's not going into a slush fund or a city general fund. It will go back into that park for utilization. And the reality is people love that park and it is a beautiful beach oh, yeah. and it's it's a great amenity that can be so much better with a walking path and better non-rocky beaches yeah. and trees and more benches and more paved parking so Bathroom, some bathrooms that aren't uh, on portables <laughs> portable <laughs> someday we'll get there and that's where the money is going Caller, does that answer your question uh, yes, it does, and I, I appreciate that. Um, I am for it. I think that maybe we should look at doing something for the tri-state people because there's a lot that are, are very close to our city. But, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely for uh, charging to, to park there because we have to recoup our costs. So okay. thank you, Toby. Thank you. I wanted to hop in here and say that Larry and Toby are talking about the Mexican restaurant that is across from Safeway. It's um, very orange. I was a little lost when I was listening to them about what they were talking about. So that's the building they're discussing coming up. Building that, <clears throat> that you uh, lost lunch on. Uh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, what's happening with that? Um, see, did you drive by? Did you notice what they did yesterday? No. Yeah, they they were working on it. They put a um, so, uh, some beautiful artwork out there in oh, front I of it. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh, I know that the building looks great. I, I was actually surprised. I don't know what ADOT is going to think about the wagon. It's <laughs> it's a really, oh. really beautiful piece of ironwork. It's uh, it's like an old wagon. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, so um, so they were there working. They're, you know, COVID-19 hit them hard, and they just wanted to open up at the right time. Yeah. And now, as long as restaurants don't get shut down again in right. Arizona, I mean, probably what they're thinking is, do you open, and then what happens if you get shut down? I mean, yep. so it's just an inconvenience with staff and everything else. So um, they were out there working yesterday, and okay, it looks good. like, I mean, they're ready to 
to go. It's just yeah. when will they when will they do it? Yeah. And then of course you asked me about uh, Dairy Queen and Jersey Mike's. Right. They're they're under construction right there next to Carl's Jr. right by the high school. And of course you got Dutch Brothers that opened up recently, right. and yeah. you know they're crazy busy. How about Kmart? What's going Kmart, on? Kmart, yeah. So. You see all that building that's going on back at yeah. Kmart, a huge investment that's being made back there. Primarily, what you see being built right now is for climate-controlled indoor storage. Uh -huh. And so it'll be a big, big sort of regional indoor storage facility for people with large and small things to store that they want it to be climate-controlled. A lot right. of people don't like to go put their stuff in storage and have it be in 120-degree heat. Exactly. So... Um, it's a great repurpose, a huge building. You know, what do you do with an old Kmart building yeah. in America? And so it's a huge repurposing of that. But in addition to that, that's not like sort of a, a really great thing for City Square, right. although it brings people in. What, what will be happening is now we have a giant parking lot. And so um, the deal uh, thought process is, you know, with the developer is bring in a couple more retailers. So add on to the building. Even. Oh, okay. And so a couple more retailers will be added on to, to really kind of finish off City Square. Oh. So okay. just in the last couple of years with Hobby Lobby and Dutch yeah. Brothers and Smart and Final Extra and, and just, uh, you know. And there's uh, still one more lot between mm -hmm. Caliano's mm -hmm. and Dutch Brothers. Yeah, there sure is. And so there could could still be something in there. Um, they're working on that as well. That tells me you know. Um, they're working. They're, they're definitely. They're the way def you dodge that. Yeah, they're they're definitely working on it. But okay. I, I think right now uh, there is going to be a little bit of pause in economic development all because over all over right. the country. Because what was true before may not be true in the future. And so that's just the things that, you know, the Chipotles of the world yeah, or people, yeah. Jimmy John's, the people who are looking at coming here and have long thought about coming here. You know, now they have to, you know, kind of rethink and understand what's what's happening. Right. I predict that, you know, because those are restaurants chipotle everyone wants a chipotle they right. they, they just love their chipotle but oh yeah I, I, it'll be here someday it's just a question of when yeah um there's not yeah, kingman there, has one y yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know that's part of the chipotle problem though it doesn't do that well yeah. um not as well as they may have liked it to have done and um that that's a tough that's a tough little strip there on Stockton Hill Road and, yeah. and it's hard for traffic to oh, navigate tough. those businesses Jeez. and and so you know that's one of the things Chipotle has told us is that their store in in Lake Havasu and in Kingman doesn't do that great well they do just fine so um, we'll see more. Yeah. yeah we'll see we'll yeah. see how we'll see how it goes in the future but I would predict that someday they'll be here just okay. like all these other fast food and, and fast casual businesses. So the one caller talked about, you know, wanting to go out and recreate. And, yes. and we're closing down the parks, but we're closing the beaches, but like Fulvark Park is still open. Yeah, so let's talk about that. So for outdoors, um, you know, that that's going to be a problem Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So for our residents for the rest of the summer, or anybody who uses Bullhead City Parks for the rest of the summer, it's going to, you need to really take advantage of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to the best of your ability. Right. And now that doesn't work for everybody because there's a lot of people who work and have weekends off. And so think about that. Think about Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 
realizing that on the weekends, parks and river access is going to be primarily blocked off. But you can still park like at, at Kinfovark Park, and you can take the little path. You can walk all the way to Rotary yes. Park, walk all the way around Rotary Park, which is a mile and a half, I think. Yes. And then walk back, and you've gone for a real nice walk. And if, it, it's That's a great walk. And if you walk behind the ballparks and in uh, Ken Fovard, as you walk back there on that path, you get back there and you think, am I still in Arizona? <laughs> because it's, there's huge trees right. and there's tables and chairs and you just go, whoa, where did, where did this come from on this path? Yeah, yeah. So, so there's definitely opportunities to recreate Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday under this proclamation, realizing that Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays, it's going to be extremely difficult to gain access to the river if you don't live on the river. Right. Extremely difficult because street ends will be blocked off, all the parks will be blocked off, you won't get to the river uh, on Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays. Now, how can you cool off? Well, you can go to Lake Mojave. Yeah. You can, you know, use that giant resource that we have here in our area. You can go to Davis Camp. Needles. You can go to Needles. Yeah. There's, there's other places potentially that you can go. And so there could be a distribution of people. People may stay home on the weekends. Ultimately, we'll find out what what the public decides to do based on the mayoral proclamation to shut down the beaches. Right. And the mayor is out of town right now, but you can call him when he gets back and you can express your opinions and, and he'll listen to anybody. Hey, of course. You could yeah. call, email, um, to, you know, go, go through that process. Um, the mayor made the decision with the best available information he had, recommendations from local doctors uh, to close the beaches, uh, information from the hospitals on, on their growing need of beds being filled. Right. Um, you know, so some of those things come into play as well. So I guess, you know, when you take all that into consideration, you know, certainly people can be critical of the mayor. Certainly people can support the mayor. And it sounds like from social media, there's a little bit of both of that. Right. Yep. But he made the best decision based on the information he had, mm -hmm. based on the information that he studied, that he felt in his heart was the best thing to do to stop the spread. And the one thing since really kind of march right when the school yeah. shut down that's a primary issue of what do we do f for the schools what are the schools going to do and that's a question i keep asking public health public health officials because at what point in time not only in bullet city but in america yeah. are we going to make the decision on how to manage schools right or are we just going to have online schools and and dumb down our society we need kids in school yes and are we going to effectively let the COVID virus ruin kids for another year? I mean, two years without education in America, we thought we were dumb before. What's going to happen to children in society if we don't get kids back into a structured school system? Now, some people advocate for the online system and say it's great. You can learn so oh, much. Yeah, well. I mean, so there's a debate on that. That's adults. But, <laughs> right. But. Of the vast majority of society, there is a demand for kids having their butt in the seat in right. schools. And the school board is, the high school board is having a big meeting on Saturday to yeah. talk about that very issue and to decide what are they going to do. And so the public is invited to go to that meeting at the field house on Saturday and voice their opinion on how they believe. And so, Larry, just like everything, 
COVID is here for a bit. We have to figure out how to manage it. We're doing the best we can at City Hall, and uh, we're going to keep doing it for as long as we have to. Yeah. 763-9400 if you want to call Toby in his office and ask a question. Just ask for Toby Cotter. He'll take your call. So will the mayor when the mayor's back in a week or so. And uh, like you said, we'll keep plugging along and doing the best we can as long as we can. Yep. You got it, Larry. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much.